with the big boys coming with the big fits. I feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots. Feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. With the big boys coming with the big fits. I feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Big hoes coming with the big pots. Feel so clean, Parakeen season three, oh yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Season three, this will be episode four of season three. Uh, it's actually the first one we've recorded for season three, though, so we're, we're especially excited. Uh, we have a spectacular guest lined up for you listeners at home uh, to be introduced in just a minute. I'm joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First off, we have my spectacular co-host. Saul Thompson, everybody. Saul, how um, are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I guess welcome to season three. Uh, I don't know, John and I were talking, we don't know exactly what form the video content is going to take, whether that be like a super cut or the whole episode, but we are recording the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, so TBD, I guess on that. Yes. But uh, welcome. Um, John, it's been, a, been, a, been a, about a week since we last potted. It feels like it's been a year. My goodness. I've had withdrawals. <laughs> when we found out, because we were, we were going to take two weeks off between seasons two and three, yep. but it ended up with the, the extra days after Thursday and the days before Tuesday, it ended up being 19 days. It was like, I can't go 19 days without potting. I'm going to lose my edge. But we're here. We're in the studio. It is September 27th. Yeah, I'm constantly edging for the pod, John. It's not oh, yeah. stop. It's... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Starting off strong. But Saul, we have a spectacular guest in the studio today. Would you like mm -hmm. to introduce her? Absolutely. Um, she is, I guess, technically our first guest of season, season three. We are recording this previous to our first actual guest episode. But mm -hmm. she is our, our first solo female guest. Um, shout out to Annie um at digital underscore gf i think it's yes, an indeed. underscore um who was on an episode with her lovely boyfriend ian or free slurpy day uh, who actually referred us to our current guest on this episode uh, who we are very excited to talk to it is fit pick legend uh like stance goddess um collector of both let me see vetmont um rick and I'll leave it at that because I have it on my phone, but I'm not going to go on my phone in the pod. Um, it is <laughs> Ace the Base. How are you? Welcome. Hey. Uh, hi. Nice to be here. I've been a fan of your podcast. I've checked out a few episodes. I'm super excited to get into it. Uh, I think you were looking to talk about Balenciaga and Chrome Hearts. I have a lot of those too, but other than that, Rick and anything Demna is really the move for me. Mm. So, How many pairs of the minimal cross denim do you have? The, the minimal <laughs> jeans ones? The cease and desist 500. ones. 500. 500 pairs, that's it? 500. <laughs> yep. That's, and we uh, might have to end this episode here. Saul and I are both in the four figures. Yep. On yeah, so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wear them with my Philip line all the time. Yes. Philip line goes so hard, guys. I'm sorry. If you're not pliner, you're not doing it right. Pline gang. Um, I'm just, yeah. Um, hi, I'm Ace. Uh, I'm a freelance fashion stylist. Uh, I do fun fit picks for fun. 
Um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. And I love you guys. So I love the energy. The vibes are there. Thank you so much. We're so, so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, great way to, to segue right into season three. This is our, our first recorded episode. So we're over the moon about this. Saul and I have been talking about it for a while now. Uh, just to start things off, can we get a vibe check? How are you? I'm saying vibes are on 11. Ooh. Like, they're not even Hopefully on out 10. of 10. You know Ken- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's out of 100, I don't know. You know where Kendrick Lamar goes? Are we on 10 yet? I'm on 11. Anthony Fantano's on a 7. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so, so happy to hear it, Ace. Um, you know, Saul and I, I, well, I don't want to speak for Saul. I am also on 11. Super, super excited to be back in Hell the yeah. studio. Um, Podding with my AirPods in. With the AirPods in, I've got the pod and stocks on feet. Little little preview for the fit check. But, uh, John. It's all. Oh, shoes. Berkey. Shoes for the pod. So, should we get into this fit check? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Ace, do you want to? You wanna... Yeah, Ace, kick it off. I guess not take us home. All right. Uh, well, leave the I house. Got, uh, Rick Owens, one of eight full winter 19 Larry Women's Runway Shearling uh, in a natural red color with goose feather pockets. I have the Balenciagas uh, Fall Winter 17 Velvet Crushed uh, Turtleneck uh, with the gloves. I have the One of Ones Press Sample Degrade Denim, uh, Larry um, de- uh, Degrade Denim. It's just called Degrade Denim on. And uh, some thrifted cowboy boots. So, yeah, there you go. There you oh, go. Oh, my goodness. This feels unfair. I have to go <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like turn it up to 20 there. This is like literally like this is the sort of shit I wear on the daily because I'm fucking weird. No, this is this that is was awesome. spectacular. For anyone okay. listening, not on the on the video episode, spectacular, spectacular fit. My goodness. Mm. I I have no the fit speaks for itself. Yeah, I was just kind it's of beautiful. staring in awe. <laughs> I mean, I can try and, like, get zoom out there. There you guys go. You said those uh, pants are one of one? Yes, because these pants uh, are a press sample. The degrade, like, the degrade detailing is very different from the standard oh. pair, which still okay. were only stocked at flagship. Wow. Um, and uh, the they're famous because a Japanese runway model wore them who was specifically styled by Rick himself for the spring summer 20 to quadle press shoot. So this is from fall winter 19 Larry, but for the actual stage invitation for spring summer 20 to quadle, Rick styled these, these super cute uh, Japanese Instagram like power couple. They're, they're like some gay influencer power couples from Japan in like full uh, fall winter 19 Larry fit. And this is the press sample pair he, uh, he put on him. And shout out for getting it to me for hella cheap because Rick sells all his press samples. I totally just fucked myself there, but there you go. <laughs> I John, let's let's bleep that part and just keep it for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, keep keep uh, off the pod. Can you bleep that there too? Happy to. We'll bleep all, all of right, them. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. We're gonna get people in the DMs. Be like, give us the fucking plug now. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Oh. John, can Saul, we get a fit check? You absolutely can. Um, 
Starting things off, I am in the pod and stocks. What else for the feet? Um, they're looking a little rough. Uh, the soles are getting a little bald, but I was actually thinking about resoling them with like a super chunky Vibram outsole. Ooh, Tactical be- Birkenstocks. Yeah, maybe. no, just, just double double bumper them and make them like have three inch platform, I think. I will buy some double bumper Ramones, remove the sole, <laughs> slap it on the Burks. That's hard though. That's hard. That would actually get go a crazy. Pair, get a pair of the tractor sandals in like a 49 and just wear them over the uh, over the Birkenstock. <laughs> just strap them in the tractor sandals. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, we've got the pod and stocks on foot on the legs. We have purple Patagonia baggies, five inch inseam, showing a decent amount of thigh for the pod today. And on top, I have a long sleeve shirt from Online Ceramics. It is a COVID 19 support shirt. It says, We will get by, we will survive, but it's covered in skeletons. So take that with a grain of salt, perhaps. Oh. There is a right down my street, literally about 20 feet from my front door is Vox is holding a church and there's like a thousand people going. Uh, it's indoors and I saw a bunch of people not wearing masks. So Fine. we may not survive. We will maybe not get by. <laughs> that vaccine's got to come soon, right guys? <laughs> Keeping the fingers crossed on that one, but um we will see. Goodness gracious, Saul. Let's let's bring the bring the note up a little bit. Can we get a fit check, my friend? Absolutely. Um, so on the foot, I'm standing up for this. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna show this on 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 video, but I realize this is an audio only medium. I might as this well show it. This is an audio medium. Um, so I'm wearing my own pair of potted stocks. Wow. Uh, I grasp my chair desperately for balance. I'm wearing a pair of uh, Blue Blue Japan denim that I uh, like thrifted, and they have this cool butt pocket, and it says Blue Blue Moon. Uh, I'm glad you kept like those. Have... Oh, yeah, no, it makes it look like I have like an absolute dump truck of an ass. So <laughs> You're a Pixar I had to keep... now. Exactly, I'm a Pixar mother. <laughs> um, and then on top, I have a vintage tee from the Yale Peabody Museum, uh, and it has a... a Oh, God, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a dinosaur that looks like a raptor. Um, it's a yellow shirt with a orange raptor, and it's throwing out its arms in like a Michael Jackson thriller type of thing. Um, I'm also wearing a belt that I picked up in like 10th grade. My mom bought it for me. And I still is it the Nepenthes one? Yeah, it is. Nice. And then on top, I have my Gus's Fried Chicken world famous hat that I threw on because I showered before the pod and my hair is a mess spectacular <laughs> we we should do a live pod from gus's fried chicken that'd be fun yeah now that we're doing video content mukbang podcast oh, God. we have oh. to eat like six pounds of chicken before we what's get, that what's leave. that mukbanger who like cries oh nika kato oh, yeah yeah <laughs> he has an only fans like four hours like a documentary about how insane he is or something <laughs> was telling me about it it's like crazy he has an OnlyFans where he like he shows ass like habitually. That's hard. That's kind of hard, honestly. I respect. Respect where respect it's is due. Plus 50 alignment points right there. <laughs> right there. He's getting the alignment chart right there. It's, it's going. Vibe check. Check. 
Before we launch into our official questions, if you were to describe yourself using a D&D &D alignment, what would be your alignment, Ace? I wouldn't say I'm lawful in any sense of the word, because <laughs> um, I don't really care. I would say I would say like properly like chaotic good. I think I'm a good person. I try and help people, but I, I'm kind of all over the fucking place. So yeah, I'm all over the place. That's the vibe. Makes sense. That's how I would say. I like it. This fit check complete. It didn't take yeah. half an hour. Normally it takes a super long time to get through this. Yeah, usually we get derailed. We've already talked about like who knows what. Oh yeah. Saul and I well that's that's mostly for the episodes where it's just the two of us going insane for two hours. Don, that we can make it if we try. I need to check those out. I need to check those out. That we have to like keep telling time. us for a fashion podcast. We have to keep telling if ourselves. You, uh, if you want a strange experience listen to the ones like right in the middle of quarantine when john and i are like actually losing our minds yeah oh, yeah no, i have fun i have fun stories about that for later oh my god, <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> on that note we will we will blast right into the meat and potatoes of this podcast i think we're ready for the main course aced to start things off we, we got into this a little bit but how are you and how have the past few months been all right, so when we talk past few months, the past three months have been spectacular because I've been located in an area that's virtually COVID-free. Um, I know that's a little hard to hear in like this day and age because mm -hmm. everywhere shit just seems fucked. But um, where I am right now, where we're situated is a small part of Austria that okay. unlike the rest of the country has things relatively under control. So I've been able to go out i mean with reasonable measures have a have a social life see friends uh staying safe of course keeping social distancing in check wearing masks etc so on the social front it hasn't been too bad uh i've been doing a, a lot of work a lot of work uh i run some side businesses uh with clothing and business is booming because i think super rich people are just bored like yeah. honestly yeah like like they just they just be copying shit <laughs> like <laughs> mad it's insane um i've i've been spending a lot of time studying uh working at school um doing doing a lot um i got into uh french literature that was Ooh, pretty really? fun yeah and uh i was reading a bit of kafka and a lot of uh a lot of like Karl Lagerfeld's memoirs because Karl Lagerfeld is like the most insane, like crazy person ever. If you're interested, like he, uh, he had no chill at all. But like when it comes to fashion, like there are a few, I think who can like say they were as important or as monumental or as stellar as like Karl. So I was reading a bunch of those in German and I was actually trying to translate them to English because a bunch of the books, like with Karl Lagerfeld's um, interviews and whatever, there, there are no English copies. Oh, wow. I don't know why. He's like super famous in the Western world. But like, I have a friend who's super into Karl Lagerfeld. So I've been working on that and trying to translate it. So more to come on that front. But yeah, um, I just had a friend over. Shout out to Van Nizelhiv, a.k.a. Pierre. Uh, and we we got trashed in town and... I showed him what Austria was like, and that was a good vibe. 
Now, if we're talking like the longer scheme of COVID, like five months ago, I was living in the US, right? When everything went to shit. And that was different. I was holed up in my room all day. Yeah. Sounds relatable. Yeah. Uh, Going a little insane, I think. I watched a lot of anime um, because I'm a huge weeb. No cap. No cap. Anime is the best. Reading a lot of manga. But um, yeah, it was. uh, it was strange. So like the culture shift when you have, um, like when you're, when you're in a COVID dense area, because I was living in Los Angeles, uh, and I left around May. So just before things actually exploded, thinking things had already exploded. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird to say the least. Yeah. It has been weird. I'll I say. guess talking Shout about out to my Americans. <laughs> Talking about kind of COVID in general, um, other than kind of working and, and um, oh, wait, all right, hold on. We're doing video content, so actually I, I, I can do stuff like this. Um, I have this really cool, I found a bunch of reproductions of, uh, oh, God damn it. Saul's I'm using posters. I'm using a, a virtual background, which I will now disable, but um there are a bunch of like reproductions of French revolutionary posters. Oh shit! That's um, they're pretty sick actually. But anyway, I thought I'd show that off. Those um, are really nice looking. Yeah, but my point was, um, other than kind of reading, uh, translating, working at school, what have you been doing um, to kind of keep yourself occupied? Um, whether that be like a creative venture or otherwise. Um, honestly, like, I have gotten so much more invested in, like, researching and archiving fashion in the last mm-hmm. three or four months. Like, I've built entire Mega Drive folders on, like, brands I'm interested in and just, like, archived and scanned hard-to-collect books just because I, I want to have all this stuff referenced for when I'm working or for when, I, uh, for when I'm trying to put together an outfit for myself because I, I like to draw inspiration from a lot of sources. I'm sure we're going to touch on that later. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that um, just like spending this time to really develop myself uh, fashion-wise was, was kind of the move because I have all this extra free time now because we're stuck indoors a lot of time. And yeah. like for me personally, like I just want to be like, oh, how can I use this time? To, to better me because if I don't feel like I'm bettering me I'm, I feel like I'm just gonna because I'm, I'm still in my flat right like I just feel like I'm uh I'm not doing anything almost yeah so yeah that makes sense yeah, the pod has been keeping Saul and I somewhat sane sane oh, with yeah. a grain of salt sometimes <laughs> yeah I feel like sometimes like being inside a lot more often I mean I'm 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 fine with being inside there have been periods in my life where I've been like forced to be inside for long periods of time just because of like um like conditions I was working in or or mm. uh shitty weather because I was in some very cold places for periods of time but like when when like it, it just felt like I was hitting my stride socially and like everything closed up it was a little like jarring to like reset back to that like 17 year old mindset of just me like sitting on the computer all day trying to like get stuff done that way Mm -hmm. um but yeah absolutely uh moving down our list uh we've touched on this a little bit but what have you been watching reading and creating in in quarantine 
Oh man, I have been rewatching Breaking Bad because my mm. boyfriend is Austrian, so he's never really seen all of like the American classics. And thank fucking God for Netflix, it's all there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm a huge weeb, brought up earlier. I've I've never watched it. RE0, new anime, kind of sick. Kind of sick. I'm fucking with it. Like, it's like, uh, if you know, like, the genre where, like, they, like, go into a game world or whatever, almost, or, like, yeah. a fantasy world. Except this time, the main character has no special abilities. He's just kind of a loser. And that's kind of <laughs> sick, actually. Because it's like... Like, you'd expect, like, someone to cream through the content. But, like, his only special ability is, like, when he dies, he comes back to life at, like, a safe point, basically. So it's really just, like, <laughs> it's, like, this fatalistic push. And that's kind of, like, sick, you know? Because it's, like, like modern-day Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> one must make Sisyphus happy, am I right? Um, and uh, reading just loads of books. Um, I, I reread Berserk, which is, like, my favorite manga ever. Shout out Smira, never gonna finish that shit. That's yeah. Crazy. Has he announced any plans to actually finish it? No, it's like George R. R. Martin with like the whole like a song of ice and fire series. <sighs> That's just not happening. Cool, yeah. Uh, I got really into um Jujutsu Kaisen um over the past week. Okay. Have you read yeah. that? No, but I've heard of it. It's really good. Um, it's 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 a little bit weird so it's like um it's like bleach met okay uh like boku no hero okay um and then i also got really into um um god damn it um uh what is it called omega and um god damn it it's the clearly you weren't that into it no, I'm super yeah. into it. Hold on. Uh, Kengon, Kengon, not Kaisen. Kengon Omega. Kengon uh, okay, let's see. Um, yeah. I've been watching great. JoJo's for the first time, which has just been oh, yeah? absolutely How spectacular. Like I love it. I'm on part three yeah. right now, uh, just in the middle of going to find Dio. It's, it's spectacular. I have, I have a total confession to make, which makes me seem like a total bitch. I know every JoJo pose, but I've never watched a red JoJo. I literally just do JoJo poses for the gram. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never seen anything. Like, I've never watched JoJo or anything. I just literally know the poses for, like, a fit pick. Just it's so good. Like, you're literally a poser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally a poser. Literally a poser. <laughs> Fucked up, but true. <laughs> All that live oh, on the pod. That meme where it's like, what's, what's the meme where it's like, so fucked up but so true i don't know it's like fucked up i don't know you you know what i'm talking about i believe so yes yeah um so kind of going into our first fashion related question our fashion exclusive related question um how would you describe your style and what does the evolution of your style look like well if you look at like i i I just like to play with silhouette a lot right Mm -hmm. so like yeah at first, I was just like, you know what, I, uh, I'm i going to start playing a lot with tight silhouettes because I feel like they're underrepresented because it's very hard to do that well since it's such a restrictive palette. Uh, and I think I was able to master tight silhouettes. So I decided I'm going to create my own sort of look, which was actually kind of emblematic of uh, this one runway look of Fall Winter 17, Venom Month. 
which is, uh, it's with the genetically modified puffer, which for those of you who don't know, it's like this giant puffer I have in like a billion fit pics with like, um, like a, a toxicity symbol in the center with like a very square cropped cut. Um, and how Demna styled it for the runway or actually Lada Volkova because she does the styling for Venema. Uh, she styled it where this model was wearing uh, very tight leggings into like heels with this giant oversized puffer. So for a lot mm -hmm. of my outfits, thinking about that silhouette has just been so inspirational to me. And if you pull up and look at a lot of what I do, it's a very oversized top into tight pants, uh, usually accompanied by heels. But recently I've just been like, fuck it. I want to go all oversized and be a big, big ass fat blob and all over the place. So that's, that's sort of been my vibe recently. Uh, just have because I, I just appreciate the comfiness. Have you looked into any of those, like not old, but like older Balenciaga suits that literally make you look like a rectangle? Yeah, so spring, summer oh. 17 Balenciaga is quite possibly what I consider to be the greatest menswear collection of all time. Wow. Because not only was uh, Demna referencing Cristobal Balenciaga, but he was playing with silhouette and like proportions to such a degree that like made it almost insane. And uh, that in particular, it has very wide boxy cuts, um, very wide coats that um, I mean, I could talk about for hours, but like uh, the the effect uh, is almost so imposing and intimidating and David Byrne esque that like he just it's just like another level. Like mm -hmm. he also has uh, an homage to the hourglass figure that Cristobal Balenciaga invented, in which there's these menswear jackets with very very shrunken proportions around the ribs and the waist uh, that just like lends itself to this very strange and almost alien sort of. Uh, like silhouette and like because Demna plays a silhouette so much and I play with silhouette so much I think that's why I probably like think about his work constantly and like how I replicate that in my fits like going back to that and um like I do have blazers now that have very imposing powerful shoulders um and I can totally, like, I actually haven't posted pictures of them yet because I have, like, a three-month backlog of fit pictures <laughs> I'm discussing. I literally do. I'm not even joking. But uh, they will be up there, like, probably by the time this podcast goes live. So Cool. Yeah, this yeah. will, let's see, when will this one go live? This will be live October 15th. Yeah, they'll, they'll be up by then. They'll be up by then. So it's up. It's up. If you're listening to this podcast, it's 100% <laughs> up. It's on the web. Go to Instagram.com, yeah. type in Ace to the Base. First of all, hit that follow. 100%. Go appreciate some fit pics. Go I'm leave a, a nice comment. Follow. Yes. I'm always a slut for a follow. Hit that plus one or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hit the bell, subscribe as well. Yeah, the bell. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be like one of those like clickbait YouTubers. It's just like, all right, guys, I need you to hit thirty thousand likes right now on my fit pick. Thirty thousand likes. Can we get fifty thousand likes? <laughs> I'm just gonna be an for attention. That's we actually that's we my, did attempt purpose. that. Um, we did a reel. I made it. It was like if archive people became parents. And Saul and I had a number in our head of what we had to hit before I made a part two. And we just That's hit hard. it. So I, I have to record part two 
that's hard. I get you. I get you though. Sometimes those social metrics do be releasing dopamine. <laughs> they do. They do. When we yeah. when we hit those milestones, it's like, oh, we we did this. Is a photo with my girlfriend actually a, a sweet and lovable photo if it doesn't get three hundred likes? No, it's deleted. <laughs> really it's off the feed. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Didn't fit the theme. See ya. Babe, sorry. you didn't. You didn't. We didn't look cute enough. All right, I have to delete it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put you on the close friend story. Oh my god! Don't don't even close friend stories are the worst. Like I have friends who literally just like they they will post like random like like they will post all this like like all these like um like social awareness things and then like you look at their close friend story it's just like the most stupid meme imaginable because like they're too ashamed to like put that up in their main story i'm like but that's hilarious though that's what everyone should be seeing as well shit like, post on the main you heard it here <laughs> shit post on main don't hide that shit it's worth it shit posting is good it's it's the energy the internet needs i think are we, are we bringing back casual Instagram 2020? Yeah, with all the filters and like the food, the food pics. Just <laughs> like, like a, upload your breakfast, like upload a on the main. On main. I'm That's ready. Good. I'm ready for casual Instagram to make a come. I want to get 12 we've, we've likes past, on a photo of a tree. Thirst baiting OnlyFans, and we're back to avocado toast. Yeah. yeah, avocado toast with like a super fucking saturated filter. It's like one of the like like does anyone actually use like the fucking Instagram filters? Like I don't know anyone who does. I don't that. think I ever have. Well, I need yeah. to like. I say ever have. Twenty twelve John did exist. Twenty twelve yeah, John was all about those. Eighth grade me was all about that. Yeah, I was. I was yeah. like a like cool picture of tree bark. Like yo, hashtag like for like. Can we make a FitPick account for us, but it's only using like 2012 Instagram like filters? filters. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. That's hard. That's the next I wave. Endorse that. <laughs> Let's endorse rock that. out. <laughs> and then we'll announce it was all a Vetmont ad campaign. <laughs> oh, Come man. full circle. <sighs> Spectacular. There we go. Blasting right down the list, though, Aced, what silhouettes <laughs> and styles would you like to explore in the future that you haven't yet? Uh, well, I'm currently exploring formal wear more. If you talked to me like a year ago, I would say, oh, you could never see me in a suit and pants. Like, that's just not my vibes when you talk to me. But now I feel like I feel like there's almost a rebellious image in conformity because everyone's trying to be so different that if you like embrace the blazer and make it your own, that that in itself is like something to like, to be said. Like, I, I think like that little bringing back a little bit of formality, like into the world, especially in like times where like everyone's just in sweatpants anyways. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said for that, right? Because um, like, like it was hated and disliked um, tailoring sartorial was like hated and disliked mostly because it was emblematic of like conformity and like being mm. the system like not sticking it to the man going along with the man but like nowadays I feel like identity has shifted enough that like it can really just be its unique own thing and there's like so much you can do like with silhouette and like tailoring like if you take a really boxy coat and like have like some straight tapered pants into like some slight heels 
I think that's just gonna stick. You look like a rock star. And so like for me, like I, I've been trying to like embrace tailoring again because I think it's something I ignored in fashion for so, far too long, especially mm-hmm. since like you look at stuff like Kim Jones Dior or yeah. what done this thing at Balenciaga or Alessandro Michelle at Gucci. And like you can see all these designers are doing something unique and special within the confines of a jacket and almost defying a jacket and deconstructing it if you want to go into the Japanese designers but I think everyone knows what a Yoji jacket looks like I mean he's like Yoji's probably like top five most hyped designers ever I think Ooh. it's like you were going into that conversation so I, I think it goes without saying people know Yoji Taylor yeah 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 he's got a supreme collab now <laughs> I fuck with it. People time. are hating on it. Like, I think Supreme. Like, like this is gonna be maybe a lukewarm take. I don't know, but I think Supreme is hilariously overhated just because of like the whole like box logo, logo mania. I like, agree. Association. Supreme, like Lay uh, Lay Bowery Supreme, My Bloody Valentine Supreme. A lot of their collabs are insanely good. Mm-hmm. I'm like people like like. Great. Yeah, Yoshi. Yoshi I, I've got my <laughs> Supreme Yoshi hat right here. I've got my, yeah. I can't reach it, but I've got my parka and my hoodie that I'm trying to sell, like, right back, like. <laughs> it was good. Get that money. Get that bag. Seriously. I heard I'm the sorry. resale for the jackets went insane. Like, someone spent three grand on one. Someone was yeah. telling me about this. I yeah. thought they were cool, but not John told grand. me not to buy one, and then they sold for three grand. Fuck you, John. Sold. Oh, Should we go through that conversation where one sold for three grand, and then the rest went for under retail? Wait, did they, how much was retail? 12 i think 13 oh yeah supreme has like been increasing their retail to like Mm. offset like the resellers or something i've read something about that yeah yeah but i think like supreme's overheated by these like fedora types who are like i know true (laughs) fashion tips fedora like geo basket it's like how people hate off-white even though like some off-white pieces are insane just because women's wear is spectacular yeah Yeah, off-white women's wear they have certain uh knits from some of their recent men's collections that I absolutely adore and like off-white just gets hated because what people know are like the hoodies with like the spray painted like I also think that off-white gets hated because of Virgil though like he's Mm -hmm. such a yeah I I don't want to use this word so liberally but like a deplorable person in the in the fashion realm where he's like stealing and 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 yeah, I mean, like, I didn't fuck what he did with Walter because Walter's, like, a very small brand that barely even breaks even. And then just to steal and, like, not yeah. credit with Louis Vuitton is probably one of the biggest dick moves I've seen in fashion. Because, like, see, like, Kim Jones, who runs Dior, which is a comparable brand to Louis V, I think, um, he loved what Alix Projects was doing, so he hit them up and collaborated with them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the right way to go about it, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's definitely and a right and wrong like, way to do it's it. It's not like he's running like a small unknown fashion house. It's Louis Vuitton. Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the, the biggest one. So fucking annoying. <sighs> yeah, and I mean, the collection might be good, but if it's like based off of someone else's ideas, like just on the principle, I can't support that. It's mm-hmm. just lazy. It's Agreed. laziness incarnate. Yeah. So... Maybe other than the ones that we've talked about already, being like Vetmont, Balenciaga, Chrome Hearts, um, Slick Rick, Slick Rick, of course. Oh, yeah. um, what are some brands that you're a fan of? Maybe ones that you know uh, people may not have heard of, or ones that you're just kind of getting into now. Oh yeah, okay. So there's this really tiny Vietnamese brand that deserves so much attention. 
uh, because the way I actually have uh, my most recent picture was wearing their pants. Uh, they're called Google Vegabond. Google is open. What is it? Be uh, Vegabond dot C E S V A E G A B O N D dot C E S, and they play with silhouette and like uh, cut wow. so much. Uh, in that, like, their their pants almost look like you're a Final Fantasy villain. Like, I was just gonna say, I'm on their Instagram right now. It's very uh, JRPG esque. Yeah. Uh, word of warning for anyone trying to buy these pants: I am the only person I know who has been able to fit them because the thighs are insanely tiny. So uh, keep that in mind that their silhouettes are restrictive. But uh, they have a lot of crop tops. They have a lot of sweaters that I think are very cool. And um, if you DM them on Instagram, they will make something for you and ship it to you for very reasonable prices. It's not like seriously. It's not like a thousand dollars. Like the their their super famous denim pants, um, which are the ones I have actually. They were like two hundred dollars shipped DHL Express worldwide. Wow. And they're very high quality. Like their quality is higher than some very high end runway stuff I own. So I, I can shit. like vouch for these guys and say like they're fucking sick. I uh, and they will give you like help. size yeah. charts measurements. Yeah, and they'll they'll help you and they're super cool and they just deserve more attention because they're, they're just a tiny brand trying to get by. Um, other than that, I think uh, Namacheco deserves a lot of attention. Yeah. I can't personally wear them because they're for like super short people and I'm like <sighs> six feet tall. So it's kind of hard for me to like wear something that like only goes up to my belly button. But like Namacheco has a lot of great, great cuts. And um, I think Walter is slept on. Like, I mean, like everyone knows who Walter is, but I don't think people pay enough attention to Walter Van Berry and Doc. Hopefully the silver lining with this uh, whole Virgil situation is that like Walter gets more attention because I've started to like collect Walter only because like, his design language and like the the themes and uh, shapes and colors and how playful he is with that. I don't think you can find that anywhere else in fashion, at least until now anyways. So yeah, mm. those are some brands I want to shout out because they're, they're absolutely top tier and deserve the love and attention that they, that they should be getting. So yeah, I love it. if you're listening, take the time, go check out Ace's suggestions because yeah. chances are, Ace dresses better than you. So if you want to dress better. <laughs> I don't, I, I think everyone has something unique to bring to the table. Fashion is, um, I think it's a community, not a competition. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> please don't, please don't make me flex on people. <laughs> no, no, Ace, we're, we're going to paint you as the biggest asshole possible. <laughs> okay, swag, swag. Let's awesome. Do it. Let's, do it. Let's get me canceled. Let's go. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll, we'll just blast right down into the next question. Real, really casual question, really, really small scale question. Um, do you like the current state of fashion? If yes, yes. why? If no? Yes. Um, and it's a lot of people are going to say no. I think the fashion industry kind of atrophying and dying a little from COVID is a good thing because like it was all smoke mm. and mirrors bullshit. Like so many brands were like, I mean, like, uh, pricing aside, like, pricing has inflated dramatically on clothes yeah. in the last 15 years, and I am not a fan of that. I think COVID's going to bring that down a lot. I think that weak brands that don't have a lot of substance are going to die. Well, I'm, I'm not happy that people are losing their jobs. That's terrible, right? I think yeah. ultimately, like, 
the opportunity and free space that comes after this whole COVID fashion burn mm -hmm. uh, will lead to a lot of new concepts and ideas being executed and like young designers really getting their footprint out there. So I'm, I'm really optimistic about the future of fashion. I mean, all these like old dinosaurs dying, like retail dinosaurs, I think that's actually a very good thing. Uh, because they were they were artificially gatekeeping prices, and um, in an ideal world, I would I would want to see like fashion brands go direct uh, to source and not have to negotiate with buyers and all this like third party market that just like inflates the prices by two hundred percent, so that fashion can be more accessible for people. Mm -hmm. I think we we just hit the first step where that might become a reality because accessibility is good. I think mm -hmm. everyone should be able to be dripped out because I, I, we have more fly people walking around. That's just sick. I love yeah. seeing fly fit. That's like, yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Like right now it sucks and it's sad, but long-term it's going to be good. I like it a lot. I love the optimism. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to get some optimism right now. You got yeah, a, really? a live, <laughs> live burger delivery on the pod. Wow. Burger oh, moment? Yeah, Uber Use. Eats. Shout out. Basically, um, is it the Travi Patty? It's not the Travi Patty. It is the the Shake Shacky Patty. Oh, I love Shake Shack. You can't get it here, so it's like I, I miss it. I'm a, I'm big on In and Out. I'm from the West Coast, born and raised. Whoa, so like, wait. I will rep In and Out till I die. In and Out, In and Out's over high. I think it's terrible. No, no, you gotta order from the secret menu. All these. But you shouldn't have we to order about from this. the secret menu for something to be good. But the price point plus secret menu shipping so good just like takes the cake. So I also like why I love In-N-Out is uh, I have celiac disease, so I can't really eat okay. bread, right? That's fair. And they have like, they have the pro, they were the first to do like protein style burger, which was like yeah. just the lettuce. And mm -hmm. so like I can actually eat a burger and not like okay. die. <laughs> I, oh, I in stay gluten-free as well, strictly. And Shake Shack does gluten-free buns that are oh celiac. shit really yeah um yeah. or celiac friendly and they are much better tasting although i will say yeah. um the fries at shake shack and in and out are inferior to five guys fries five guys fries are oh, five guys fries are the bomb but like the five thing is that like five guys costs an arm and a leg so it's like That's yeah, it's like 15 dollars for a burger and fries which mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's their burgers do be slapping though. They do. They be slapping. You gotta you gotta take like a shower afterwards though, because you just <laughs> yeah, you feel nasty. The grease. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe transitioning to something that's a little bit more serious. Um, okay. But that we would like to talk about, especially with you. Um, what is it like being trans in the fashion space? Okay, so I have two radically different answers for this. Uh. In real life, it's very liberating because I feel like a lot of trans people struggle with um, uh, finding their identity, but being so fashion conscious, I can dress in a way that like emphasizes and plays with my silhouette so that I can feel better about myself. And I, I found in real life, interacting in the fashion industry, people are very supportive. Uh, online I get a lot of support and a lot of love and I love all those people but there's like that one or two like one or two assholes who like make a mean comment it doesn't really ruin my day because I've been around like I've been like when I was a kid I was kind of like disgusting I would go on image boards so like I know like I know name calling and shit talking but like 
it's just weird like in such a progress what you would think to be a progressive and forward-thinking space that you see like people like calling you like like saying that like you're a disappointment to your parents or like calling me like like a disgusting faggot or whatever it's just like i'm like all right whatever you're mad about something someone's mad they they uh like someone's got some inferiority complex or some anger issues or something right but like i just delete the comment and move on but i think that's um for online at least i think that's uh hard for a lot of trans people to get actively involved because I only know of two other uh, trans people in the online fashion space just because it, it's so hard, I think, to to be able to put up with that. And one of my friends who I think I should keep nameless um, because this information is probably sensitive, they ha- their fits are very talked about though and they're people's inspiration. Uh, they have gotten like targeted like doxings and like targeted harassment oh, from like 4chan and shit just because they're trans basically. So like it's weird. I mean like I I mean I get like targeted a little bit, but I guess I don't. I'm not preachy or out there enough for people to really pay attention. So it, it's whatever. But like I think it's something that that could be improved upon and probably definitely will with time. I think it's just like. Uh, a knee-jerk reaction from like some 15 year old kids who are only into fashion to flex yeah. you know hiding behind their anti-social social club hoodies yeah yeah or like the uh i don't know like see that's the thing too is i'm going on a total tangent here is i feel like old school japanese streetwear like undercover and i don't i don't don't get me wrong i respect you takashi and all that like like old school vape and like stuff like that has become the new anti-social social club because of the whole like archive trend so like a yeah. lot of times now these kids i see them in like ray kawakubo and like and like uh like i don't know vintage uh japanese thrift stuff i'm just like you do you are aware that like ray literally tried to like blend the lines between gender and all her come de garçon home plus like like runways right like it's kind of hypocritical to be wearing what you're wearing and acting like how you're acting it's just weird absolutely to that yeah yeah i'm i'm so sorry you have to go through that i mean oh i mean for me it's like whatever it's like i mean thank you i appreciate it but like it, it's not going to deter me or like stop me from like putting myself out there because at the end of the day that's what they want right mm-hmm. yeah they want a reaction yeah. and they want yeah. yeah yeah exactly what's the phrase like don't feed the trolls yeah yeah that's kind of just i just delete their comments whatever they are yeah don't feed the trolls they're already eating travis scott burgers (laughs) (laughs) it's lit straight up straight up sick of them (laughs) went to the travis scott they don't have travis scott burgers i mean i couldn't eat them anyways but like like i can't go up to the like the uh the uh drive-thru and be like hey yo cactus jack sent me (laughs) (laughs) Wait, have you guys heard? Okay, so a bit of a tangent. There is a signature drink of another TikTok person, um, Charlie D'Amelio. And she she has like a signature drink with Dunkin' Donuts, but it has an ingredient in it that makes you have like, excuse me, severe diarrhea. Oh, shit. It's really bad, but there's like a TikTok, like not a trend, but just a joke going around of people going and ordering like the charlie d'amelio drink and then just getting like the shits oh gosh wow we live in a society (laughs) gamer moment (laughs) 
cop gamer moment. Oh my god. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Is is the pair of kings TikTok coming this season, Saul? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to talk to our TikTok manager, Kyle yeah. Velasco. Shout out Kyle Velasco. What's going on over there? <laughs> Train game TikTok. Rainer TikTok is fire. Is it? I, I've never been on TikTok. I, I made one specifically for the creation tools to make Instagram reels. So naturally, I had to look up hashtag Drain Gang, and it's it's sick. There's like a couple that's, people that's who are really into it, and they, mm-hmm. they do good stuff. And the fashion's good, too, the Drain fashion. Yeah. The fashion. Right. There's like uh, Drain Pick edit tutorials which is like just turn up the saturation to a million and exposure yeah. <laughs> to a trillion and you're there you're you're good i've, I've jokingly done shit like that before. and put like a baseball emoji in your hand yeah I think blade did that uh, one time baseball emoji in your hand and then like put some like shitty ms paint clip art somewhere like in the <laughs> corner you're, you're golden you're draining you're draining you're draining we need to convert Saul Saul's our local non-drainer uh I'm, I'm a proud drainer over here Drain game. I've been listening to Blady since 2012 or Blade oh they're gonna cancel me for saying Blady now he he's cool with both Blady and Blade Blady slash Blades yeah I saw okay. in an interview he said he's he's down with either Okay, cool. Because I know it looks like Blady. I say Blady, and like everyone's like, it's Blade, dude. I'm like, I don't care. And the way Young Lean says it, it sounds like Blady as well. When yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk more about the drainers later on in the pod. Uh, Ace, for sure. For, sure. for those of us, um, maybe in our audience or all around the world, anyone listening to this podcast who may be trans but feel uncomfortable coming out, do you have any words of advice or guidance? Um, I, I would say that like it, it helped me getting on like medication. Uh, for me, it was really hard cause I had imposter syndrome, uh, cause I didn't want to like deal with feelings I had felt since the onset of puberty. Right. Like I felt like yeah. I was born in the wrong body. I mean, I still do from time to time <laughs> I'm working on it, but like, it's like, it's just a shitty fucking feeling. Um, sure. Getting on like medication helped me so much. I know this might not be the case for everyone. Some people just want social recognition. Whatever that, I get it. But like, I, I, I'm an advocate because like I had like anxiety, depression, all this shit. And when I started taking estrogen and like all of it went away, like almost immediately. Wow. And like to like to me, yeah, like to me, like that. That's just a sign that like medication, like trans. Um, access to trans healthcare can really help save lives right like yeah absolutely and i i think that um if you're in the place where you can get it even if like you, you don't have to tell anyone right like you, it, it if you feel like dysphoria it can help alleviate those symptoms and i would advocate mm-hmm. for uh people to maybe talk to a gender therapist and figure themselves out because it's very confusing it's a huge commitment to make yeah. and people might just be confused but um for me it helped me like so much just to be able to put myself into a space where i wasn't hating who I was because I was developing traits I didn't want to develop, right? Yeah. And so it stopped that and started reversing that. And for that, I'm like super incredibly grateful because it at least got me to a baseline level of mental health where I could start focusing on other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, if you can get medical help or psychological help or just like social help and any like like help yourself because like so many people just 
deny themselves help because they'll 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 have imposter syndrome. They'll say, "Well, I can't, I can't do X, I can't do Y. I'll never like mm-hmm. look good." But I I think once you get the help, at least your brain will feel better a yeah. little bit, maybe, and that's that's important. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank yeah you. no problem at all. Moving down our list uh, more into what you do for work, we won't get into too many specifics, but uh, <laughs> okay. what has it been like working with celebrities? Um, honestly, like kind of humbling in the sense that like someone that you, you see who's like has like this crazy lifestyle, uh, usually they're fairly down to earth and just normal people, I guess, once you get to interact with them in that sort of setting and environment and it's, um, it's nice to be in a position of like expertise and like to actually be able to help these people. I think it, it's one of the mm-hmm. most humbling things to to uh, to just learn that like someone who might be on a big screen like broadcasting themselves to like millions of people um, is really just a normal girl or a normal guy or a normal person and has the same issues as you or me i'll buy it probably at a different level (laughs) Um, i mean like like if you if you have millions of dollars you don't really have to worry about rent anymore right um um, but most celebrities i've interacted with maybe that might just be because i've been lucky have been very normal chill people and they 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 really just want to learn and that's that's what's nice you know Really I like cool. that fashion is sort of hitting mainstream celebrity culture in such a way where celebrities are seeking out more niche brands. Um, the best yeah. example probably being yeah. Lil Tecca in CCP pants. No, mm-hmm. he can't wear CCP. No, he the can't legend. wear CCP no. in Jordan 4s. No, not my brand, not my archive no, I, brand. I want to see CCP style with Jordan 4s. I think that's sick. Like that concept is sick to me. Yeah, oh boy, it was, it, we it, have it, a uh, fit pick for you. Yeah, little Tekka, little Tekka pulled it That's off. Hard. White That's leather hard. CCP pants and purple and white Jordan fours. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for saying this, but um, I think CCP is like, I I love CCP. I think it's a great brand. But I think like the sort of like way it's been hyped recently has just sort of like like when you see like suburban like like white kids like bragging about their ccp collection sort of like kills the vibe for me a little bit i don't know like if that i know exactly what you like, mean yeah they're like dick measuring <laughs> off of ccp and it's like dude ccp is like the edgiest shit imagine they're drip measuring like, yeah they're drip measuring it's just a weird experience to me i don't know uh sort sort of an offbeat question I just thought of on the spot. Uh, Saul and I are far, far from celebrities, but how would you style us if given? Ooh. Um, hmm. I I'm think four I foot would... five, by the way, if that helps. Yeah, okay. I think I would do... Um, I don't know your proportions that well, but just based off of your vibes, I think I would do something with... Uh, an oversized uh, spring summer 19 Balenciaga Eiffel Power Blazer into Santiago heels uh, for Saul. 
um, with the matching emblazon. The power blazer has like Eiffel Tower sequins on it. Um, under that, I would probably put a. Um, I think I would put a a Vetamont tee, like a very tongue in cheek ironic one under it, just to like give that contrast. And then I would also style maybe. I don't know, maybe with um maybe with um Rick Owens Karloff pants actually, which are from Fall Winter nineteen Larry, but like the blood red sample ones with the red patches that young thug wore. Those are tight. Oh. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the, maybe like a Drella parka on top. Just to go max oversized and like sort of like grease baller, sort of like I want this so pod, potter <laughs> potter vibe. Just, just off the vibes I get from speaking to you guys. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Or, or alternatively, like thrifted surfer core. That would work. Too. Ooh. 100%. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be the next big hype wave. Trust me. Ooh. Surfer wear, hype. It's going to be hype. Ooh. You heard it here first, folks. Saul and I are Who banking on, on like cowboy back. culture, like yeah. flared pants, cowboy oh, yeah, boots. Cowboy. Cowboy boots are hitting like New York street style. Like I know cowboy boots are getting like so much attention right now from my friends in New York. They're telling me everyone wants a pair. I've got it's my crazy. my Raph Calvin ones right here. With the, there you go. The shiny CK, toe. CK gibberish numbers. Yeah. I don't even know it myself. Yeah. It's actually my social security <laughs> number after it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like that's how I feel it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for like for sharing our our future styles when we're huge celebrities and call you up for, for the podcast awards. Podcast, the potties, the the potties. Presented by Joe Rogan. Yeah. We actually have to fight him for our award. Uh, You're dead. That guy can crush it. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, Important question coming up next. Did you sell your cropped yellow brainwashed generation sweater to etchy Chad or was it vice versa? Um, no, actually, I was inspired to get it because of Jacob's video when he first uploaded it with the assault rifle. <laughs> I remember when that came out, we were talking all the time, and oh man, I love Jacob, he's such an enigma sometimes. When that came out, I was he like, is. This is so funny, I kind of want to get this because I'm I want to look like an idiot. As he said it, right? And then I realized I'm like six foot one and the crop isn't even a crop on me. It just looks ridiculous. And I played with that for a little bit, but then I eventually had to sell it to a Canadian buddy of mine who was much shorter and could fit it much mm. better. So, yeah. I, I wish I could. Gov, I would love to see double, double brainwash on him. That oh yeah, the, the fit pick would be legendary. Yeah, you could put his, well, actually, no, his legs are too swole. But, like, I'm thinking of a way maybe he just turns them into, like, diaper pants and, like, belts them. Someone did that with box logos one time. That's hurt hard. my heart a little bit. It was, it was fire. I can't wait for Jacob to try to put on a pair of, like, one-of-one one runway pants and just break out of them, like Hulk style. <laughs> I, I could that could be arranged. I have a couple of runway pants that could be uh, sacrificed for the greater good. Uh, next... Insert that uh, that video of Walter White after uh, Hank gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! You had eight fucking years though. R.I.P. Uncle Hank. 
you're not that nice, but you know. Oh, God. Blasting into a very, very important question. One that, uh, it's a big one. I'm not even going to, I'm just going to go right into it. What's your favorite song right. from the Drain Gang? Huge uh, question. Peroxide. Peroxide oh. by Echo 2K because whenever I listen to it, I feel like he's talking about me because how I dress and how I look, because like people can't really determine my gender because I'm on drugs that make me like less masculine, right? Um, like people just give me fucking weird stares in this country because they're all like old boomers and they're like, what the fuck is that? So like, like he's like people staring, like I just smile, like, like all of the lines there, like have I ever listened to it? Like that's the like background of like where I am. So I just like fuck with that to spiritual level. That's such shout a beautiful out song. Echo. Shout out Echo. Yeah, shout out to Echo. Echo had like a beautiful, I don't know if you saw his Instagram story, like a blonde mane yeah, flying, yeah flying I, hair. this might this might fuck you up but you know all his hair are wigs like he's bald <laughs> i think yeah. i remember hearing that somewhere but yeah he it fucked me up when i first heard it i love like just the the different styles between oh, him yeah. tie boy and blade yeah yeah I, I like echo's style the most i think mm-hmm. of the dragon he's easily the best dressed I think Blade is very authentic too, though. I don't know Ty Boy's style too much, actually. I don't look at too many pictures of him. His isn't super, super pronounced, especially in comparison to Echo. But um, okay. I think they all dress really well. Yeah, yeah, no, they're totally on this like whole like. I, I feel like um, they kind of started the whole like e boy trend, but like mm-hmm. what they're doing is a lot more elevated and refined. Yeah, if that makes sense. Everything has thought behind it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pioneers. I mean. It's not, he's not in Drain Gang, but Young Lean was the original SoundCloud rapper. Young I feel Lean. Like, I feel like Lil Pump is the original SoundCloud rapper. Like, pay respect. Where respect no, Young Lean was doing it in 2012. Was he? When, uh, when, I was, when I was 16, Young Lean, um, I went to a Young Lean concert and I was like front stage. Oh, and I'm jealous. He asked, he asked me where he could get weed. And I was like, dude, I'm 16. Like, <laughs> No, I mean, like, yes. Like, I mean, like, if you're from LA, I guess the assumption is that, like, oh, you smoke weed. But I actually never smoked weed. I was like, I was just like at a loss. He's like asking me where you could get weed. I was like, I don't know, dude. Bro, I'm (laughs) twelve. Bro, I'm twelve. I love lean though. His music and like, I I love his recent project, Stranger, because it just seemed like such a like a holistic reapproach for him. Yeah, Um, I bought two copies of Stranger on vinyl. Hard hard it's a great album i love it there was one song that made me cry i don't remember what is it agony no no that, okay. and then maybe it was like the one with like the singing at the end where it was like going ah yeah i don't i don't remember the name of the track i'm bad at that stuff but like it was really beautiful because like if you know the lean lore you know about what happened in my mm-hmm. army like yeah that's like a how huge he got yeah I actually picked up a pair of his Converse a couple, like last month. Oh shit, I didn't yeah. know he had Converse. He has two That's pairs. Nice. They're, uh, Blade did the the creative direction on them. And then oh, cool. he put them out. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, I didn't know about that. I'll check those out after the pod. Definitely. Um, so another huge question. How are we going to get Jinko jeans popular again? I don't know, man. I've I've tried. I try. I love Jinko jeans. I love fat pant aesthetics. And like these, the gray jeans I have on right now, they're basically like elevated Jinko jeans in the cut. <laughs> and that's why I love them so much. 
I just feel like I feel like they are going to get popular again. Mm-hmm. Not not as Jinko jeans, but the cut that was Jinko jeans is just gonna like people are okay. starting to appreciate big pants again. I think. Yeah, Jinkos are back on like Urban Outfitters. I think yeah. uh, someone sent a message oh, into yeah. our Discord, and they're two fifty retail. Two sixty. Two sixty. Blasting down the list. Um, We've spoken a little bit about this question before, but Aced, what inspires you? This could be people, it could be places, things, music, mm-hmm. really uh, anything that you might think of. Music, 100%. Um, I listen to the electronic group Health a lot. A lot of my fits oh. are actually inspired by their music. Cool. I listen to David Bowie all the time. David Bowie inspires a lot of my uh, outfits. Um, anime, manga, Death Note. The fucking the fucking fits in Death Note go crazy. Like actually crazy. Like I've drawn inspiration from them. Crazy. Misa fits. Um, Misa fits. Uh, mellow fits, especially mellow okay. fits are crazy. They're crazy. He he's actually wearing chrome hearts. Like his entire outfits are chrome. I'm not joking. Like if you go back Seriously? Look, he's wearing yeah, he's wearing chrome hearts belts and shit. Like Japan has this crazy love of chrome hearts. Yeah. And the artists for Death Note, Jumelo and all this chrome heart stuff. It's insane. Um uh, Rick runway shows are very influential to me. Rick, uh, Rick draws a lot of inspiration from like avant-garde cinema and like Joseph Boyd's and architecture. And to some extent, I do too. Um, Demna's runway shows, um, just things that happen in my life on a personal level. Like I wear a lot of very um, oversized um, like tops, not only because I want to play with silhouette, but also because like when I was a kid, we didn't have very much money. So my parents would like buy um, very, very oversized clothing and I would never actually grow into it. But the assumption would be that I would grow into it. So like I kind of take that and homage it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm in a much better place and much more successful and I can do it in a more elevated and refined way, right? But I feel like, like playing with like themes of authenticity and like, just trying to like be open. Um, I play with gender identity a lot. I, I think a lot of my fits are intended to be confusing. And honestly, mm-hmm. I get a lot of inspiration from stupid meme culture. Like I literally <laughs> made this one fit based off of like the Doomer girlfriend meme, where it was like the Rick Owens museum coat, like furled down. I was just okay. like punching air and shit. Um, <laughs> Just because I was like, I'm gonna be a doomer girl. So I did like eyeliner with like super black and like eyes and like just the edgiest like doomer makeup imaginable. And uh, oh, Marilyn Manson too, if we're going there. Marilyn Manson's a huge inspiration for me. Not not his actions. I don't condone like a lot of what he's done, but like his style. Sure. That's, what... That's a great answer. Before yeah. we blast into the next question, I know Saul's question is next. Uh, this was a question of ours for every guest on season two, but because you're a Chrome collector, I wanted to ask you as well. Um, Chrome Hearts is known for basically being able to customize anything you want, whether it be a fidget spinner all the way up to they've done a private jet before. I know. What? Yeah, I've seen it. You've seen it? Oh, my gosh. Well, not in person on okay. pictures. But yeah. 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 What is the item of yours that you would Chrome Heartsify? I am getting them Chrome, actually. Okay. I'm getting them Chrome. 
are these heels right here are from Fall Winter 09 Crest, which is Rick's most gothic season. So I figured they would work out very well Ooh. with a chrome heart zipper and yeah. dagger in the back. So oh, I'm wow. actually getting those chrome just because they fit the gothic aesthetic really well. Damn. Awesome. It's probably not yeah. that expensive because they don't have to do all the leather work. I mean, it's probably still very expensive. They're not like... Yeah, I think uh, Ass Pizza did a pair of Chrome Timberlands and it was like three grand or I think it might have been what? four grand to do, to do Chrome Tims. That's hard though. Chrome they were fire. Tim. They ended up really, really cool. That is that's sick. I love Chrome. Like I, I just love the, uh, the whole like family brand concept. Yeah, I didn't know they were family owned. I read an article about them on Grail. It was yeah. super interesting. No, they're uh, they're actually a really cool and one of the few brands I consider like truly authentic mm-hmm. in the ter- in like fashion terms, right? It's just a little high. I had to take that shielding off. Sure. So Ace, um, kind of bring it back into the, the okay. fashion world. Um, what okay. advice would you give to people who are first getting into fashion, whether that be like buying their first clothes or first starting to like explore outside of just what is what is popular and maybe their school or their their culture i would say focus zero percent on brands focus on building your own identity that's authentic to yourself and just working from there and discovering what brands really fit you as a person instead of you trying to fit them Uh, i wouldn't even focus on brands i would entirely focus on just building a personal aesthetic and preference that uh, matches how you feel internally and like vocalizes it externally. Because to me, that's what fashion has always been. It's just been a way to reflect what's internally is you as external. I think that's so fucking sick. And I think that is uh, a great way to just come in and approach fashion. I also Mm -hmm. think focusing on price point and flippability, which is going to be a very controversial take is is a huge mistake people like i i understand like if you're getting into like high fashion like you're like you want to know you can offload it but i feel like that will actually limit personal style a lot because it like there are great things that probably won't resell for very high but you know will be a cornerstone piece of your wardrobe yeah so i think like thinking in terms of that and like trying to find it for cheap of course because don't overpay for anything please don't be a fashion victim like that uh, is very important, but also um, if you only focus on the resellability of a piece, you'll never really dress how you truly want to dress because you'll dress as the market market dictates. That's true. And I think that's that's a big mistake for people getting into fashion. I made that mistake. I regret that mistake a lot uh, because once I stopped focusing on it, I feel like my uh, my taste really expanded. Also, I think drip has no price point. I feel like <laughs> if you know how to dress well, you can dress well better than $10,000 runway look mm-hmm. in a $50 thrifted outfit if you know what you're doing. So just get yeah. out there, study silhouette, study color theory, study what you want to reflect in yourself and externally apply it. And it doesn't really matter what price point you're coming in at. I mean, if you're super fucking rich, grats, you just have like the Insta buy at like pay to win access card to get everything you want off of the website. <laughs> um, if not, you can just thrift for hours and hours and hours. And eventually I think you'll come up with something for cheap that you'll be very proud of. Absolutely. And I think, um, sure. I think that um, drip has no price point and just reflect it in yourself and, don't focus on 
price in a piece and don't just focus on something that is hyped. I see so many people buy something because people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge mistake. I think the best pieces of almost every single brand are some of the less discussed stuff. Now, this might not always be true, but uh, Raph Simmons, August winter 18, their kind of the Bahnhof Zoo or whatever, I don't fucking know. It's... Um, it's a great collection that's almost never talked about in comparison to Riot, Riot, Riot. Because everyone knows the Riot, Riot, Riot bomber because it... Uh, Whoa, the Drake jacket. It's the Tootsie Slide, slide bomber, right? Yeah, but, um, but uh, a lot of Raph's greatest shit is very underappreciated and from seasons that aren't really talked about, like his collections at Jill Sanders, for mm-hmm. example. Thank you. Okay, one of my favorite... Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but one of my favorite Raph collections is 2005? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the, first of all, Summa Cum Laude has some of the best knitwear I think that he's ever done. Yeah, uh, actually, but, but those are very expensive too. Yeah, well, I found, I found some, one for a good price. I found some for not too expensive. I can shoot mm-hmm. you links because some of the stuff doesn't fit me. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's fine. That's completely fine. It's a discussion. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that, um, there, there are like tons of great collectors. Like one of my favorite uh, seasons of Rick Owens ever is Fall Winter Seventeen glitter. Mm-hmm. And other than like hexagram glitter uh, creepers, which are like the creepers with the hexagram lacing on them, I don't think anyone knows that much about glitter because there's Visconti pants, there's Subhumans, there's like some really amazing conceptual stuff. There's um. I think soul trains were introduced in walrus, but perfected in glitter. I might be wrong there. There's body bags. There's there's all these amazing things that are uh, not really like talked about because the the famous Rick collections are stuff like Mastodon. And people mm-hmm. want paneers, and they spend two grand on paneers when Karloff pants from Larry are arguably better uh, and much cheaper, or um, like uh, Visconti from Dirt or. Uh, from dirt or glitter, wool Viscontis are arguably better pants than paneers, but because they're not hyped on, like people aren't going to like learn about them. And that's yeah. that's just kind of like my 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 big thing is always like study a designer until you know it like the back of your hand. If you're very interested in that designer, because a lot of their best work is always overlooked. Yeah, very well said. I like it a lot. Moving down our list, um, Aced, what is your all-time fashion grail? The term grail is thrown around all the time, but from someone hey, as I'm, stylish as yourself, what is, what's on the list? What's the number one? I have several answers. I don't have a single answer. Oh, by all means, go in, go in on all of them. Off. Um, one piece is which is actually a recent piece and this is because uh, it's not being produced due to corona issues is uh, oh. the Rick Owens fall winter 20 Ziggy uh, perform a noi which is like a very long noi coat with very pagoda-esque shoulders uh, that's striped emblazoned in striped with Kansai Yamamoto-esque uh, white uh, embroidery on like a gray long noi coat there are two on the planet both in my size one is in black 
and one black black and black stripes and one's black with white stripes hopefully one pops up somewhere someday because <laughs> they're not being produced because of corona issues so yeah uh, other than that i would say rick owens again glitter heels in size uh 44 or 45 uh there were only maybe four pairs ever produced I was go. able to track the a pair down in size 46, but unfortunately, you really don't want to size up in heels, especially mm-hmm. not Rick heels. Yeah. Um, and those are just something that to me are like absolutely spectacular in their silhouette. I'm I'm a slut for heels. I always have been. I mean, look at my Instagram. Half of my fits have heels in them. Uh, but those are especially special because of the long and narrow shaft, uh, which you really don't see in any other Rick uh, heel. Mm-hmm. And um, other than that, I would, and this is, this is going really out there. If I could get my hands on original Dior, Christian Dior Couture, which is upwards in, of the millions of dollars, yeah. because I think his first collection after World War II, uh, completely revitalized uh, and rebuilt the fashion industry with this like feeling of opulence after like a great depressive war and rationing. Um, I think just from a historical context, not even to wear it, I would want that uh, just just because it's so important. It belongs in museums and the people who own them uh, are just private old French ladies who are collectors and letting it rot I, I want that to be in a museum somewhere me and, and the boys pulling also, up to French estate sales <laughs> <laughs> really though and then um the Venomont fall winter 17 queer still here jacket and there's only two mm. of those that were ever made uh which were custom painted and made in-house in Paris um, they have insane leather detailing straps. They have a green back with white painted uh, detail, all this custom patchwork on them uh, with tons of spikes. Uh, one went to a very famous American singer and one went to a very famous Russian collector. And they were like $12,000 retail. So yeah, fortunately, most of the grails I had in my life, I have actually been fortunate enough to acquire like the total fucking darkness bomber from Venomont fall winter mm-hmm. 16. uh these degrade denim larry pants were in my grail list um i have the Venomont fall winter 17 genetically modified puffer as well and also right here uh a rick owen spring summer 19 runway babble mask so, wow yeah, most of the grail yeah there's only 10 of those ever made and I know six people who own them because that's how small the Rick community <laughs> is. Um, most of them were only display pieces for stores. So that, yeah. that goes to tell you, like, they weren't really officially for sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was fortunate in that most grails I have been searching for have eventually popped up. This that's too awesome. was, a, was a grail, but I, it wouldn't be like a grail in the sense that's super, super rare and expensive, but... Mm-hmm. This turtleneck that I'm wearing, the Balenciaga Fall Winter 17 turtleneck. I love it. Actually, yeah, uh, Fall Winter 18. I just made a mistake, but yeah. How dare <laughs> no you? Worries. Okay, I'm wrapping up the pod yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm banned. I'm ding dong banned. <laughs> um, so, pretty interesting question that I'd love to get your thoughts on. Uh, what fashion house would you want to model for or walk the runway for? 
Um, the narcissist in me would say Rick Owens, but <laughs> the realist in me would say Balenciaga because I would just love to have a conversation with Demna Gavasalia. And I think uh, Balenciaga takes more interesting models uh, than Rick. Rick has this very like token, cute, twink, long hair sort of vibe going for him. I mean, he's fucking Tyrone, so that, that should tell you what like Rick enjoys. <laughs> Whereas like Demna picks people who are interesting and out there and a little avant-garde in looks and Demna is very famous for using visibly queer and trans models and I'm all mm. about that so yeah. yeah that's awesome probably Balenciaga yeah cool Demna if you're listening <laughs> I love he does you, listen avid avid fan avid fan of the pod potter <laughs> pod session with Demna give us out if you could get Demna on the pod oh that would be I would, that would be sick. I would be listening to that all day on repeat. We'll drop the link on the Zoom call for you too. So you can, you can hop in the interview. Come on, Demna. Let's get it going. Yeah. Uh, Moving down only seven questions left, but that's still a lot of questions. (laughs) Um, Ace, do you have any personal style icons? Um. Lana Volkova. Um, I'm going to start shouting out the Instagram people now, my friends who I take inspiration from. Not direct inspiration, because uh, uh, I think if anyone is amazing at fashion, you cannot take direct inspiration from them because they play with their proportions so much it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, one great example of this is at Kendricky on Instagram. I think it's K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-Y. Um he is very short and he plays with it in such a way to make him the one of the most impressively dressed people on the planet i think he messes with his um silhouette and proportions so much that i just can't help but be amazed by a lot of the content he produces uh one of my best friends big personal shout out because he's gotten me a lot of the pieces i've been searching for for very cheap and also is one of the best dressed people I know one of the people who I go to for advice and second opinions on at Krish, K-R-I-S-H underscore, or is it dot or underscore G-H? I don't know. I'm sure it'll, it'll be there in the pod somewhere. Um, <laughs> he's sick as fuck. Uh, all his, all of his uh, Instagram posts are kind of blurry shit posts, but uh, I've seen a lot of his fit. Um, he's a fantastic person. He's done runway styling for Vogue. Ooh, um, wow. So he's, yeah, he's very, he's very, very cool and definitely an inspiration for me. Uh, Mike the Ruler. I just love his energy. He's like got like insane Skyzo posting energy on Instagram and he's just wears very out there brands and like out there um, pieces and like very interesting styles. And he's actually kind of a streetwear legend. I'm sure you guys yeah. are aware. Yeah, Mike. He's been in the been scene up. since he was like probably wow. twelve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think his. Uh, I think his. He's very interesting. Um, moving on from there, there's this one Polish um, queer individual, Olsianka, O W L S I A N K A at Olsianka. On Instagram, I just think his posts are very immaculate and thought out, and the way in which he styles himself uh, is very inspirational to me because he embraces his identity 
uh, in a very powerful and moving manner. Mm. And then, of course, I love how Demna styles himself. There was a mm. recent interview on WWD uh, where Demna said he just dresses almost like to reinterpret his daily mood and mindset. So he'll dress <laughs> like a security guard when he doesn't want to talk to anyone <laughs> because he wants to be very imposing and left alone. Or like sometimes he wants to be crazy. So he'll wear 12 inch platform wheels and a very goth rider outfit. <laughs> and then Lada Volkova, who does all the styling for Balenciaga and Vedamont. Uh, and obviously the, the king himself, Rick Owens. Uh, his recent styling, I think, uh, embracing glam, embracing happiness instead of being nihilistic, um, sort of like becoming more at peace with himself is really inspiring to me because I think before I started transitioning, I was incredibly nihilistic. And I think it re uh, reflected in my fits a lot where I just had this very like subdued, um, pitied look. And then after I, I started transitioning, I started experimenting with glam and being more out there, more open and present. I saw the same thing. Rick was doing the same thing. And that wasn't really like a direct inspiration, but like seeing that, uh, one of my favorite creators reflecting like personal changes I was going through in their mm. own style mm -hmm. was really like inspiring to me. I think so like those those would be the people I would say are my main fashion inspirations yeah that's awesome great list yeah um so we've asked this I think to almost all of our guests on the pod um mm -hmm. and this can be anything this can be between you and a fashion house it can be uh, can be between polar seltzer and the the ps5 whatever it may be um what is your dream collab mm. does it have to be living people or can it be dead people it can be dead that'd be cool uh, okay yeah okay. i want i want to see i want to see um rick owens ex roman empire uniforms <laughs> oh that would my be goodness sad. that that'd would be sick. sick that'd be next level yeah, I feel like he takes antiquity and like kind of like plays with it jokingly, but to see like a Roman legion dressed in like fucking Rick would like like just imagine them on like kiss heels or like 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 or like uh, tractors. I'm um, tractor sandals are directly influenced by like Roman gladiator sandals. Like, I just would love to see like the whole Rick design aesthetic and like this very antiquated like army. That'd be so fucking tight. That would be that's really just cool. off the dome, like on God, like, <laughs> like uh, yeah, like uh, that'd be sick. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it right now, and it's like stupid as fuck, but that's why I like it. <laughs> that would have to be like the dream collab right there. Or, alternatively, I would want to see Rolex X Hello Kitty. That oh, that'd be Hello Kitty Rolly. Hell yeah, I'd be I'd be ro or protectively Rolly. Uh, protectively <laughs> Protect Philippe, Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty. Hello oh Kitty my got gosh. swag. Hello Kitty got hella swag. And seeing like a really expensive watch with like a cheap Hello Kitty face adorning it would be just so funny to me. That'd be fantastic. I oh, really absolutely. want that now. <laughs> I feel I mean, like that, that could happen eventually too. Balenciaga made Hello Kitty leather bags that I mm -hmm. really want, but don't want to pay a thousand dollars for. So 
I really yeah. want the, uh, unironically, the Balenciaga um, kitten and puppy tote bag. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my friend Spencer got that. And I was just like, it's so cute. Please it's tell also $3,000. Yeah, that much for like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, certified, I don't have the money for that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean, like, there's like a point where it's just not worth it, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's really cute, and it's three grand. Fuck that. <laughs> you could buy Moving. a car for that money. Oh, yeah. You could buy a Nissan Cube for that. You could buy a Nissan oh. Cube. Shout out to the Nissan Cube. Virgil did his thing with the Nissan Cube. Uh, he, he called it a G-Wagon or something like that. He said it was from Mercedes, but we know the truth, Virgil. No, it's, it's a we know that was a Cube. Nissan. Yeah. Moving down our list, Ace, this is a new question for season three. Um, we, are, we are going to be asking our guests this. Um, interesting question. Definitely one to think about. Um, what is your earliest memory? Oh, man. That's, that's a painful one, actually. I stepped on a cactus when I was like two years old. Uh, living in Southern California, cacti, cacti, I guess that's the plural, are like super common. And oh my, my first memory ever is like with my foot, I was a little toddler. I like kicked the cactus thinking it would be cool, I guess. Because oh, I had no, no concept of like pain really. And then like I was just screaming and crying. And then my mom was like, what did you do? And like that, that's my first memory. Yeah. Oh, I the cactus. Did Cactus Jack send you? Yeah, Cactus Jack sent me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's lit. It was hella lit. You know what? Yeah. Oh my that god, was, uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my first memory. Most of the ones that came after that were better, though. Thankfully. Well, that's good. <laughs> I have a memory sort of like that. When I was um seven at a golf tournament, there was a kid and he had a golf glove on, and from like ten feet away, he was just like saw a catch, and I was like, oh yeah, and I turned, and I caught it, and it was a cactus. And so I just had like 25 Jeez. minutes picking all the needles out of my head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so mean of that kid. Yeah. Fuck that kid. It's on it's site. I ever see that kid, it's on site. It's on I'd site. be scared. It'd be like a JoJo stand coming after me. <laughs> me. Oh, I know where to stand. So. Yep. You should start watching that though. I. I have absolutely adored it so far. Oh, you know what? Oh my God, we sound like such an asshole. The fact everyone and their mom has been like, "You should watch JoJo," and just because everyone has been like, "You should watch JoJo," you would love JoJo. <laughs> I just don't watch it because everyone tells me to watch. Rebellious it. aced. Yeah, like it's like oh, oh everyone tells me to watch it, so I'm not gonna watch it now. <laughs> uh-huh, I guess that will show them. <laughs> no, don't watch JoJo's. You'd hate it. You would. Not the show for you. Yeah, don't watch well, it. Like, like JoJo fans be like, it gets good seventy-two episodes in. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't have time for that. Are JoJo fans just the Grateful Dead of the the anime world? I think JoJo fans go beyond. Like, they're like the they're like the Scientology of the anime. World. <laughs> It feels like they're always trying to get you to join their call. Like I mean this with a lot of love because I love like the what like the art style Araki does and everything, and I'm sure it's great. But like it's just like it's just like you should watch JoJo, and then they're like muda 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 and all that shit, and it's just like dude, it's not everything is a JoJo reference. 
like calm your tits, you know? Who's worse, JoJo fans or uh, Rick and Morty fans? Uh, are there still actual unironic Rick and Morty fans in like 2020? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still buying the Funko oh Pops. <laughs> I know oh a guy God. who has a Pickle Rick tattoo. Oh. Holy shit. I've only met him twice, but yeah, he's got a Pickle Rick. No, definitely Rick and Morty fans. Because like, if you're like a giant Rick and Morty fan, like I, I feel like you have to be like brain deficient or something. <laughs> No, to be fair, to be fair, you need a very high IQ. You need a huge brain, a smooth brain. Within, I will only take uh, a girlfriend within five IQ points of my own. Like that copy (laughs) pasta is like ingrained in my mind. I remember it so good. Ace, if you were to describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Um, shit. All right, that's two. (laughs) <laughs> um based okay um uh weird um cringe <laughs> those are my three words Love it. <laughs> Those are my words. Like you can't just build yourself up. You gotta take the third one and contradict the other two. Fair. Actually, weird and cringe kind of go together. So I don't know. You gotta have based and cringe. You gotta keep based them and cringe. Confused. It's like the, the the justice uh, statue yeah, outside the Supreme Court with the, be, the scale. If you think, based and cringe. Think about it. If you think about it. Everything's based and cringe at the same time, depending on your viewpoint. We truly live in a society. Gamer moment. Hot sauce. <laughs> Aced in uh, the world. See, see, I actually wanted to like answer with like what like that stupid thing Kanye was gonna change his name to like Kanye Jesus Billionaire or something, but I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> so I just like like I was thinking for like twenty seconds. It was like Jesus Billionaire West or something. I don't know, but like it was so stupid. Rest in like Jesus that. Billionaire Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. I would have answered that's like that. But... When Prince did the artist formerly known as Prince. We are the podcast formerly known as Pair of Kings Pod. Yes. That's after Disney comes after us for using the name Pair of Kings. Okay. Then we'll switch to the Fuck Disney Fashion Podcast. <laughs> Fuck number nine. Oh, gosh. Aced, in the world of fashion, what is a trend that you would like to see come back? And what is a trend that you're happy is gone? What is a trend I'd like to see come back? Um, I would, I would unironically... Uh, I'll answer the the one that um, uh, I'm glad is gone. Drop crotch. I I can't stand drop crotch. I'm glad it's like dead because I no more diaper was, pants. No more diaper pants. I thought diaper pants were really dumb. Um, and I know like so many people were with it at the time. It was comfy, whatever. But like, you just look back and everything looks super dated with the diaper pants. And then something I want to see make a comeback. Um, 
and it's it's actually happening so that's a good thing but like western style cowboy clothes like the yes. stuff it's starting to happen and it looks sick we're so, so excited for cowboy core cowboy core is sick i've been looking for like a cowboy hat for like five months now oh it's just like very hard mail you a oh section. yeah Oh shit! Hell yeah! I'm gonna hit you up on that because like I've been looking for like, because like cowboy hats are sick, but like you can't find them in Europe. So it's, like, I'm um oh, I'm going down over the winter probably to Austin, Texas. There are like oh yeah stores there. I could get you like a custom one if you wanted. Uh, I'll text oh you my! I'm gonna now. I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, I'm gonna hit yep. you up. I'm gonna hit sure. you up a hundred percent because I you gotta to get a pink on. one and match the uh, the turtleneck and gloves. <laughs> Actually not. I could look, I could look like the rapper Lil Nas X. It's a pink. Yes. Oh, I love. He's great. He's a, he he's an icon. He gets off. He yeah. He goes off. He goes hard. Honestly. Like, so does um, Steve Lacy. Uh, fit vomit. Fit vomit. He has an account dedicated just to fit pics. He's got uh, translucent kiss boots. He's you know he he mm-hmm. he knows his mm-hmm. stuff. I was actually at a concert of his a year ago today. That's it's sick. Kind of, kind of crazy. That's sick. Ace, I also have a um, uh, Vetmall like fringe lambskin thing that I'll send you um, that I think you'd really like. Okay. Um, yeah. It's expensive, but you could probably haggle it down. I, I want to get it, but we'll see. I need to accumulate funds. Yeah, um, yeah but shooting to our second to last question, uh, what okay. is your goal, like your ultimate goal, if you have one in the fashion space? I want to do runway styling for a major fashion house and do it in such a way that it would change the direction of fashion forever, similar to how Lada Volkova and Demna work together to make Balenciaga what it is today. And if you look at everything, everyone fucking copied what they did. Every major luxury house mm-hmm. copied the concept of taking these like street and like more uh, lower level, um, like lower culture, like ideals and elevating them and promoting them and really sort of celebrating mm-hmm. them. And it was because of uh, the what Lada and Demna did to change fashion. I would want to take course and maybe change it myself. That's a very long-term and lofty goal. Um, Honestly, just continuously working and making a living in fashion and being able to work in the space in itself is just the biggest privilege ever. And I'm glad that I'm working and being able to do that. But that would be the ultimate goal, I think. Like the ultimate goal would be to to like to work for oh. a Louis Vuitton or to work for a Balenciaga or a Dior or a or a Gucci and to do something and style a runway in such a way that influences a generation to come. That would be my ultimate dream, I think. Oh, I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little more serious at that question. No, well, it, was a, it was a great answer. My goodness, yeah. Mm. It's good like to know your goals. Mm-hmm. Ours is to get Lord on the pod. That's hard oh, though. Lord on the pod so badly. It's the dream. Onion rings worldwide, dude. I need to ask her about onion rings worldwide. The the onion ring account that she made on onion ring finsta. She has four posts. I, I need her to bring it back. 
Moving on to our final question, the cornerstone of the Pair of Kings podcast interview experience. We've had a whole slew of interesting answers to this question. Uh, it's gotten laughs. It's gotten confused looks. Aced the based. If you had a year to eat a door, hinges and doorknob included, do you think you could do it? And if so, how? Yeah, fuck it. I yes. Just, like not telling you that shit. Fuck it. Let's go. I'll win. She's gonna eat the door, yeah. folks. Let's go. Let's just like just fuck it. Like like just make like door like like try the wood. And then, like, make, like, a pizza base out of it and put shit on top. Oh, yeah. Or, like, Let's go. Make, like, like, um, like, wood sashimi or something like that. Like, just, like, try – or, like, incorporate the wood into, like – just, like, make, like, fucking, like – just, just take fucking chunk bites out of it and call it, like, a charcuterie, but you're eating the board. Like, that's, that's how we're going to do it. We're just going to, like, pretend. We're going to force ourselves into it. And there's going to be no relenting. We're gonna we're gonna have to hit the world record so that my my uh my my door eating is above all others. Door percent um, speed run. Yeah, at the bus stop, running doors. Eat, 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 yeah, eat. we're gonna speed run it. We're just gonna fucking go for it. And it doesn't matter if like like what 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 comes out the other end. The only thing that matters <laughs> is that it's going it's going in. We're gonna. It's been consumed. Yeah, it's been, it's gonna be consumed. It's gonna be done. Maybe a little bit of hot sauce. Maybe some soy sauce that could help. But um, enjoy your experience as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, we can we can upsell it. We can say it's uh, it's blue rare wood. Yeah, right. It's like, performance art. Yeah, exactly. It's uh it's uh it's wood tartare and all that. Like, <laughs> just, just fucking go for it. I mean, like if you throw some uh. Some like peanut butter and jelly on it can't be that bad, right? Absolutely like, not. Uh, like or or like boil it in soup or something. I don't know. Just like we're <laughs> we're gonna do it all. We're gonna do it all. The door is getting eaten. Like I'm doing it. I'm not taking a year. I'm taking a week, and it's gone. Let's go. Gone. I love the confidence. Yeah, I can. I think that. that's the that's fastest door answer we've gotten. Yeah. The door's made of wood. A fine yes. oak. Okay, yeah, we could, we could, yeah, that's easy. That's so fucking easy. Let's easy go. peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy, Money. one and done. Just grind it, like make it like the salt and pepper, but it's wood, salt, and pepper. You just got to trick yourself. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're going to play mind games until you get it. it. It can be done. Like there's a dude who ate an airplane, I'm pretty sure. We bring that up when people aren't confident. Yeah about the yeah, door no, a ate an airplane so like you can eat a fucking door like most oh, shit absolutely. is edible like i bet you could eat like stucco like like the fucking wall stucco you could start <laughs> munching on i mean you're gonna get cancer but like you could probably eat it like i, I want to eat the popcorn ceiling in like old hotels oh yeah like the forbidden asbestos like the forbidden cotton candy i used to have a bunk bed as a child and i may or may not have eaten popcorn ceiling before <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's the shit right there. That's what gave me your superpowers. Yeah, that was an early memory. That's why I'm six foot five, everyone. Yeah, there you go. But don't I do yeah. not condone eating popcorn ceiling. Don't do that. <laughs> gotta gotta get get your game on. Yeah, step it up. Come that was on, my earliest gamer up. moment was eating popcorn ceiling. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna shout out some people quick here. I think. Oh, yeah. We are. Um, we're, we're not done yet. But yeah, we aren't okay. actually done quite yet. Uh, oh, we great, do, great, we great, do great, a, great. We do a okay. we do a shout out portion before we get out. Uh, completely. Okay. But um. Um. Before we get to that, Ace, we have a segment. We are an audio audio medium. Maybe not branching into video. However. Okay. Um. We are big fans of music here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, would we be able to get your song of the week something you've been listening to jamming out to enjoying vibing whatever it may be um yeah uh my song of the week is currently um uh, and this is this is gonna sound fucking weird do you know um have you ever watched the sopranos yes yes do you know like the opening song where it's like woke up this morning, got myself a guy like like we're like Tony's looking fat as fuck, like driving in the car? Uh, I'm trying to think. Not off top like, of my head. Yeah, not off top. It's like it's by uh, Alabama three. I that's yes, okay. It's called movie. Woke Up This Morning by Alabama Three. Yeah, so like I, I've been listening to that on my commute every morning now and I feel like a grease ball, like Italian, like gangster and it's fucking sick so that's that's gonna be my answer like because like i i just like i i need that gabagool you know like <laughs> over here gabagool gabagool over here and like that's that's my answer i mean like i don't know i haven't watched the sopranos since i was like 15 but like for some reason that song has just been hitting recently that show is like um, popping up. I see Sopranos memes all the time on my Explore page. Yeah, it's getting big again. Like yeah. people are starting to realize yeah. just how great it was. I love the hate that it gets too. I feel like people Does forgot about the the oh my god about the ending. Like people forgot about the, oh. the Game of Thrones ending because it was so bad, and now oh, uh, they're oh ripping god. on Game the Sopranos ending. Ending is so fucking bad. Yep. Um, the Sopranos ending I think was great actually, and. Uh, I don't know if we we should get into it because of spoilers, but I, mean, uh, like I don't a, think it's that much of a spoiler to say it cuts to black. Quick, everyone, yeah, pause but, the podcast right now. Watch all the Sopranos and then come. All back. right, yeah. Uh, there was like a lot of references, like to like you just not knowing when you die, uh, and it's just like cutting to black. Like there's like you don't even hear it, like you don't see it. Like there's all these references in the final season, like the Schrodinger's cat thing. And then, like, at the end, like, it just cuts to black. I think Tony got laughed. Like, that, and, like, actually, David Chase, the creator, fucked up, and he actually admitted to it on, like, a podcast. Oh, and, shit. like, they, they, it was live, so they couldn't stop it. Ooh. And, like, he was like, oh, shit, did I actually say it? Man, Sopranos uh, lore coming out on the pod. Yeah, Sopranos lore. Um, yeah, yeah. I like it. That's a great pick for song of the week, though. Very creative. That is. I listen to so much music, but that one, I, I've been coming back to it. Uh, John, can we get your song of the week? Absolutely. Uh, I went a little bit Instagram archive page pick this week. Um, is I it Steve is, Jobs? No, it's, <laughs> it's close. It's number three by Aphex Twin. Oh, I, like I fuck with Aphex Twin. So good such a like I'm, I'm more into like the melodic calming songs mm. um ex tal yeah and yeah. number number three is is one of his most well-known beautiful beautiful song uh if you haven't listened to it it's it kind of comes in waves it almost reminds me of like 
the feeling you get after you go to the beach when you're trying to go to sleep that night and it's like waves, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I'm laying in bed, no, I know exactly I'm, what you mean. After I swim, it feels like I'm still in the water. And that song gives me that feeling. Cool. Yeah. Check okay. it out. Saul, your pick. But before you do your pick, can you tell the folks at home where they can find these songs and more? Absolutely. Go to Spotify first. Listen to Pair of Kings podcast like a pair of kings. Uh, it's the podcast. We're back. Uh, We're back. I guess we've been back. Yeah, but, this is week uh, two technically, but it's we're so excited because this oh, yeah. is like two weeks, three weeks before this is going to air. Um, but it is the second episode. I'm excited. It's technically the first one recording. I'm, I'm a lot of moving parts. I, I'm, I'm recommending two songs. Anyway, uh, Pair of Kings, uh, playlist called Pair of Kings, made by me, Saul Thompson. We'll share it on the Instagram story, I guess, once we get swipe ups. And it's in the Discord if you want to um, join the Discord. Um, Just message the podcast and say my favorite seasoning on eggs is, and then fill in the blank. Blank. Let us know. Uh, and yeah, then we'll I send you a Discord invite. Yeah. Um, it's the happiest place in let fashion. Us know, let us know any single moment from the podcast. And we'll mm-hmm. Just prove you've listened um, and you can join our Discord. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's super nice. And we do a FitPick challenge every week that goes on our main IG feed. Yeah. Um, so if you'd like to participate, shoot us a message. However, my two songs, first one, uh, The Bitch is Back by Elton John. Great song. That is a great uh, song. It's a feel good. Very fun to drive to. Um, so that's number one. And the second is a song featuring Steve Lacey. It's by Ooh. a group called Love Regenerator, and it's called Live Without Your Love. It's like yeah, that's the, that's the new one. Yeah. I thought that was Calvin Harris did like the production. Um, I think it's released under his name. Let me check. No, it's under. uh, Oh, it's, it's under love regenerator featuring Steve Lacey. And then Calvin Harris is also credited. Love uh, regenerator is Calvin Harris's group. That makes sense. I I I was not aware of that. It's a great song. Calvin Harris makes really good house music. And I think people have forgotten that because he does commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i really like that song but check it out join the discord whatever it may be um that and before we head out ace take as much time as you want thank you first of all for joining us thank you but, so much ace yeah thank you for having me it was a blast guys i had um, so much fun yeah no this was awesome it has not felt like two and a half hours no it certainly <laughs> has <shit>. not <laughs> um, this is gonna be a long one huh it will it'll, yeah. it's a good one i mean talk about an episode chock full of interesting stuff my goodness but before we get out of here take as much time as you would like all the shout outs you'd like to give uh let the people know where they can find you on instagram anything you'd like to say now is your chance you have the floor all right great uh you can find me at ace the based on instagram this is probably the eighth time it's been said swag <laughs> it'll be A-C-E-D- in the episode title also t-h-e-b-a-s-e-d um I want to shout out my good friend, Ven Nizelhev. It's really hard to pronounce because it's like a Slavic name, but um, at V-E-N-N-V-Z-H-L-V. He has like insanely good like fits from like Taka Hiroshima Ia, the soloist, Vedemont, Balenciaga. I love his stuff. He's a sweetheart. I want to shout out my good homie at Jed Chown, J-E-D-C-H-O-W-N, one of the OGs, a real one. I want to shout out um, 
let me think here. Krish.gh. It's a dot. I was confused earlier. K-R-I-S-H dot G-H. He's like the fashion guru. Uh, I want to shout out at Etchy Chad for being a king. Just for being a total king. Yes. Uh, Jacob. Yeah. I want to shout out Free Slurpee Day at F-R-E-E-S-L-U-R-P-E-E-D-A-Y for uh, just sending a lot of love and support my way and always being a good friend. He's a really and nice guy. I want to shout out um, my lovely boyfriend at oh. Draw Dude, G-R-A-D-U-D-E. He's the love of my life, and he's what oh. convinces oh. me and inspires me to keep going. Oh. So um, he's the reason that. I'm like here today because he's just been so supportive and lovely. Uh, and I wish him lots of love. And finally, I want to shout out my good friend, Harry, who has the world's greatest smile, and that's oh. why I'm remembering right here at F L E F L F E L T T H E H A M. So at Felt the Ham, and he's uh he's got the best smile on the planet. So you gotta check it out. Just a beautiful, beautiful man. And yeah, that's that's everyone I want to shout. Out. Thank you guys for having me. I want to shout out the Pair of Kings podcast for having oh. me on, of course. Thank you so Y'all much, Kings, a hundred percent. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us, for taking the time. It means, a, means so much to Saul and myself. Uh, and hope we get to do a part two someday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me know. Um, I'll keep in touch. It was great. You guys have a wonderful and blessed afternoon, right? That's, yeah. that's the time it is there? It is 3.31 p.m. You have a All wonderful right. and blessed that evening. Like time to get turned. Oh, yeah. Turn up time. <laughs> Club going up on a Sunday afternoon. Quarantine club. Let's get it. Club quarantine. Um, But as always, thank you everybody for joining us at the Pair of Kings pod, on the Pair of Kings pod. I'll figure it out. It was a new outro. Yeah. Uh, This is only our 61st episode. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm a professional (laughs) at this point, John. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much to Ace for joining us. She's been absolutely amazing. Throw her a follow. It is at Ace the Base, as we've said multiple times. Her fits are incredible. She's also super kind and really responsive. Um, I will say I was very intimidated uh, messaging you, um, but no, uh, it turned out to be one of the nicest people that I've had the pleasure of talking to. She um, is Thank wonderful. you. You guys are so nice too. Just want to throw that out there. Really thank you nice. so much. They're, 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 they're sweethearts. No, the Make second, sure the, second the pot turns off, I go, in, I go and yell at my roommate. And me. Saul yells at me all the time off mic. <laughs> Only, only in Among Us. <laughs> oh my gosh. We be gaming. Um, but thank Gamer. you so much for joining. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, at Pair of Kings Pod, YouTube, at Pair of Kings Podcast. Um, look that up now, I guess. Uh, I don't know um, what the YouTube's going to be, actually. We'll it, it, it exists, <laughs> but <laughs> there will be a link somewhere. Yeah. Um, check it out. Interact with us. DM us. Join the Discord. Whatever it may be. Um, mm-hmm. Just come be a part of the community. And we really yeah. value everybody who may take the time out of their day to listen, watch, whatever it may be. Um, yes, indeed. Thank you again. One more time to Ace. Thank um, you, Ace. I am Saul Thompson. No problem, my guys. Lovely co-host. My name is John Hogaboom. Um, and as always, uh, we are the Pair of Kings podcast for twice a week, every week for the foreseeable future. We are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Thursday. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank <Goodbye>. you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.